First on BBC Radio 4, it's time for the return of the comedy series set in the world of the small airline, Cabin Pressure. Cabin Pressure by John Finnemore, starring Stephanie Cole as Carolyn, Roger Allen as Douglas, Benedict Cumberbatch as Martin, and John Finnemore as Arthur. This week, Kikik Tarjuak. gentlemen, how are we today? Satiated with the delights of New York, all ready to go home? Yes, mm, absolutely. Then home we shall go, almost straight away, pausing <laughs> only for an extremely minor detour. Oh, no. Carolyn, I can't. To Toronto. Oh, well, that is quite close. And then a quick stop to Kikik Tarjuak and straight home. <laughs> Sorry, where? Kikik Tarjuak. Q-I-K. Mum, sorry, but you forgot the U. No, I did not. There isn't a U. It's Q-I-K-I. No, Mum, there's always a U after a Q. <laughs> it's the law. <laughs> Mrs. Dillon taught me that, eventually. And you are a credit to her. Nonetheless, the good people of Kick-Kick Tarjuak choose to spell it Q-I-K-I-Q-T. Another Q? Yes, Q-T. Q-T? Well, I'm not going to be the one to tell Mrs. Dimmond. Leaving the spelling bee aside for a moment, where is this Kiki Tari Jack? Are you referring to Kick Kick Tarjuak? You're really proud of yourself for having learned to say that, aren't you? Yes. Also, it's rather pleasing to say Kick Kick Tarjuak. Anyway, it's in Canada. Near Toronto? Nearish. How nearish? About 1,700 miles. No, Carolyn, I'm sorry. I absolutely can't. I've got a job on Thursday. No, you haven't. I do. Not with MGN. I mean a delivery job with my van. Oh, well, that doesn't matter. It matters to me, Carolyn. Happens to be the only thing I'm actually paid to do. Right. Uh, I've looked it up on my phone. It's a tiny isolated settlement in the Arctic Circle. Why on earth are we going there? Because that is where the polar bears are. And where do the polar bears want to go? <laughs> the polar bears don't want to go anywhere. The polar bears just want to be left in peace and quiet. But that is where the polar bears find themselves bang out of luck. Because we are picking up a dozen tourists from unbeaten track travel and flying them past every polar bear we can find between Toronto and Kick Kick Tarjuak. What? Are we? Polar bears? We're going to fly over polar bears and see them and look at them and be with the polar bears? Yes. No, we're not. Yes, we are. No, we're not. <laughs> but for one thing, Gertie's much too fast to plane. You need a prop engine aircraft to watch wildlife, not a jet. Well, why can't you just fly slower? Yeah, we can just fly slower. No, we can't. Of course we can. We can come down to 100, 120 easily as long as we watch the angle of bank. Yeah, Martin. We just need to watch the angle of bank and the polar bears. We need to watch the polar bears. <laughs> no, we can't. She'd be hard to manoeuvre and likely to stall. It would be incredibly dangerous and unprofessional. Fun, though. When do we leave? <laughs> no! Good! Brilliant! Oh, um, if you're online, Douglas, look up polar bears or exploring or something. Why? Because one of you will have to give a lecture on it. Unbeaten tracks thing is that the crew are all experts on the region and they give lectures. Can I give a lecture on polar bears? No. <laughs> what do you know about polar bears, Arthur? Polar bears are... Brilliant. You might want to pad that out with some PowerPoints. All right. Alfred Hitchcock. Ooh, OK. Let's hear it. Hello, my name is First Officer Douglas Richardson. 
on behalf of the captain and myself, a warm welcome aboard this MJN flight to Kikik Tarjuak. Just to let you know, we will be flying out from Toronto today, roughly north by northwest, at the vertigo-inducing height of 20,000 feet, way above the birds. You will already have met your purser today, Carolyn Rebecca Topaz, but now, as the lady vanishes, behind the torn curtain into the galley, the steward will hold you spellbound with his notorious demonstration of the 39 steps to a safe evacuation, though these basically boil down to three. Pull the rope, inflate the lifeboat, and escape through the rear window. Ten? Thirteen. I think I very nearly got the man who knew too much in, but I was, after all, talking about Arthur. Excuse me. Oh, uh, hello. I, I, I'm the captain, Martin Creeper, and this is... Uh... Nancy Dean Leaphart. Not quite, but what an interesting guess. Expedition supervisor, unbeaten track travel. What was that, please? What was what? The Hitchcock thing. Oh, you noticed that. Well done. In an emergency, climb out through the rear window. Does that strike you as a professional thing for the pilot of an aircraft to say? No, no, absolutely not. No, absolutely not is right. So what the hell just happened? I can assure you, madam, I am entirely professional in all... No, you're not. I can tell professionalism a mile off. You don't have it, sir. This guy has it. You don't. Oh, well... <laughs> do I? I mean, yes, yes, I do, actually. Thank you. Thank you for noticing. So, why did you let him do it? Yes, why did you let me do it? Yes, I, I do apologize. Rest assured, I will be disciplining him. Oh, will you? Yes, I will. And uh, the rest of the flight will be conducted in an entirely professional atmosphere of the utmost professionality that I always bring to my... my, my Profession? Workplace. Hello. Everything all right in here? Ah, are you Carolyn Shappy-Nappy? <laughs> More or less. <laughs> Hello, pleased to meet you. Nancy Dean Leaphart, expedition supervisor. I was expecting you to meet me and the travelers at the gate. Oh, yes, sorry. I was unavoidably detained in the airport, helping the steward find a book about polar bears. <laughs> so, in your absence, I had to conduct them aboard a strange aircraft, in every sense, get them seated, and then listen to your first officer squeezing Hitchcock films into the cabin address. Oh, how many did you get? Thirteen. <laughs> well done. I would like a word with you in the galley, madam. With great pleasure. Oh, before you go, how long do you want this Arctic lecture? I've worked up about 20 minutes' worth. Will that do? That won't be necessary, thank you. Oh, but I thought at unbeaten track, you always... At unbeaten track, we do, because our crews are staffed by professional experts and adventurers with genuine stories to tell. What I feel I would get from you, sir, is some zany British humour. And I've already had about as much of that as I can take. Well... She was a little ray of sunshine, wasn't she? I thought she was quite right. Did you? Yes. I'm sorry to say this, Douglas, but sometimes you are unprofessional. Shall we drop the subject? No, Douglas, this is difficult um, because I, I think we've become friends. And, um, <laughs> and I'm glad about that, but I, I do also think I have a duty to you as your captain. Think very, very carefully. <laughs> about how you want to finish this sentence. As your captain to let you know when you're getting into bad habits. And it was unprofessional to do the film game on real live passengers. 
You said, let's hear it. And what's worse is that you were seriously considering low-altitude, low-speed maneuvers in the Arctic, which would be very unsafe for us. It'll be perfectly safe so long as I'm the one doing it. You, no, you see, no, you, you think you're this invincible pilot, but things go wrong for everyone. And, and, and if you're not professional in your assessment... And you're the perfect professional, are you? No, not perfect, but I am professional. I analyze risk. I make sure I'm in a position to deal with whatever is thrown at me. Of course, you know what the actual definition of a professional is, don't you? I'm just... What actually separates professionals from amateurs? I want... It's being paid to do the job. <laughs> the way Carolyn pays me and doesn't pay you. Pre-takeoff checklist, please. Certainly, Captain. So you understand the issue I have around this? Oh, absolutely. And I do apologize for not being there to meet you, but I assure you that, though small, MJ and Air adheres to the highest standards of professionalism. Mum. Uh, not now, I'm busy. No, there's a serious problem. What, really? Yes, look. This book only has a polar bear on the cover. It's actually about all kinds of bears. <laughs> Well, I rather set myself up for that, didn't I? It wouldn't have mattered anyway. I've seen your website. Oh, have you? Brilliant. You see, Mum, I told you people would go. Oh, you did that, did you? Thank you. Are you a professional web designer? No, not even a bit. But there's this website that makes it really simple. Even if you're completely clueless, you can make it play music and the words flash and, you know, put in things like the line of dancing aeroplanes. You know, make it look... <laughs> make it look really professional. Okay, Ms. Napshuppy. I'm going to ask you and your crew from now on at all times to refer to this flight as being an unbeaten track flight, not an MJN one. Why? It is an MJN flight. Yes, but my concern is that travelers may Google you on their return and discover, no offense, what sort of outfit you are. When you say, no offense, do you in fact know what that means? <laughs> Could you balance the fuel, Douglas? Have you done it? You saw me do it. It is protocol to tell me when you've done it. I've done it. Right. If that bloody woman thinks she can tell me how to act in my... What is the matter with you two, then? Nothing. Nothing. Well, obviously something. Oh, hang on. I've just realised. I don't care. <laughs> I have decided that on this flight I require some mildly but not life-threatening unprofessional amusement with which to while away the time. Carolyn, no. What a good idea. Carolyn, I specifically gave Nancy my word. There's always the travelling lemon, for instance. Oh, of course, the very thing. What, what's that? Not come across the travelling lemon, Martin, in all your professional experience. <laughs> Well, player one strolls through a full passenger cabin, chatting to the adoring public of this or that topic of interest, and as he goes, he casually secretes somewhere where it can still be clearly seen a lemon. <laughs> or other citrus fruit, as mutually agreed by the players and referees before match play commences, but I'm a traditionalist and favour a lemon. And then, player two goes out, finds it, retrieves it, hides it again. Now, what's our record, Douglas? I believe on that night flight to Miami, we achieved a rally of 16. Well, I'm sure we can top that. Doubtless. Shall I go first? Oh, by all means. No! Back soon. <sighs> Carolyn, I'm glad I've got you alone. Oh, dear. <laughs> I want a pay rise. Martin, this is not the time or the place. Yes, it is. I do a difficult and demanding job, and I want a pay rise. Fine. 
Consider your salary doubled. Very funny. Do, do you see? Because twice nothing is nothing. Yes, I get it. I could have said triple because three times nothing is also nothing and so on. I really do understand. Do you? Good, because all this hilarious japery is a nice way of saying no, absolutely not. That's the nice way, is it? Oh, you should hear the nasty way. <laughs> Carolyn, the lemon is in play. Super. Carolyn, please don't let Nancy see you do this. What do you care what she sees? Just don't. Uh, this one's a koala bear. Uh, that's not actually a bear, in fact. Uh, this one is a panda bear. That's not actually a bear. Honestly, it's like, it's like nothing's actually a bear. I'm sorry. I'm confused. Why are you showing me this? It's interesting about bears and things. Don't worry. It's all part of the service. It's not extra. We're all experts on stuff today, you see. I'm the expert on bears. And Egypt, actually. In Egypt, they used to pull your brains out through your nose with a hook. And that's not even something in this book. That's something I know. Is someone looking after you, young man? No. I'm looking after you. You are confused, aren't you? Arthur, what are you doing? Uh, teaching. Code red, Arthur. Oh, right on. What's code red? Oh, it's just a code between him and I. It means go away, go away now, go away fast. <laughs> Can I get you anything to drink? A Coke, please. Certainly. Ice and lemon. Just ice, please. All right. One Coke with ice. Thank you. And I'll take that. Did you just take something out of my handbag? No, 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 no. Just from on the top of it. What, what, what did you take? Only this. Sorry, I thought you said you didn't want lemon. <laughs> no, I don't, but... Is it your lemon? Uh, no. Well, I'll look after it then. Thank you very much. Right, probably about time to give them my lecture. No, you're not doing a lecture. In fact, I'm going to do all the cabin address from now on. Oh, all right. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Stop. You want to talk to them, little Captain Perfect? You can talk to them. Douglas. Obviously, I've got my thumb on the mute button. <gasps> right, then. Uh, well, then... Up until now. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now my pleasure to introduce you to your captain today. Captain... Martin Ducreff, <laughs> who joins us today for his first flight, in fact, after ten years with Air France. <laughs> you dealing with whatever's thrown at you? Although, actually, I am... French. Uh... He's a French pilot from France. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it is my pleasure... To be today your pilot on this journey, most exciting ever, as I am not uh, the native speaker, the first officer will do most of the talking today. Oh, well, if you insist. Douglas, that was the most... What the hell was that? Bonjour, madame. Bienvenue dans le flight deck. I'm sorry. You, I... I thought I could not rely on, but I thought at least I could take my eye off you while I run around nursemaiding the rest of your outfit. It wasn't my fault, though, Douglas. Yeah, the big boy made you do it. I know. I heard. I mean, I thought you could take care of him. This is it, though, okay? I'm talking to you now. Oh, really? How lovely. You've had your fun. It's over. You see, I don't know. I think there might be some mileage left in it. No, don't worry. I will manage him. I certainly hope so. 
Douglas, please, I'm asking you nicely. You didn't tell your friend you'd ask me nicely, though, did you? You told her you'd manage me. <laughs> so, let's see you. Douglas, the lemon is with you. Ah, excellent. Oh, please, Carolyn, we just had Nancy in here. She's really angry. She explicitly said... I... That... Oh. Don't worry about her, Martin. She didn't book us. She's just a jumped-up rep. Yes, I know. I just... I really want her to think of me as a professional. Why? What do you care what she thinks? Well, she said I was one, and... And now I think she said I'm not, and... Well, I'm not, am I? Because you don't pay me. You pay the others, but you don't pay me. It's not that I won't, Martin. I can't. How many times do I have to tell you? This is a loss-making company which could fold at any moment. Anyway, I don't pay Arthur. But he lives with you, so he gets all his food and lodging for free. Martin, let me nip this very much in the bud. <laughs> Any suggestion of you coming to live with us? Oh, God, no. No, 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 no. What about Douglas? You pay him, don't you? Yes, yes, I pay him because I have to pay him. Because he's not like you. If I stopped paying him, he'd stop coming to work. In the limited sense of the word work that applies to Douglas. You could cut his pay, though. You want me to cut Douglas's pay? No, I, I don't want you to. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying you could. Theoretically. Split it between us. It's not unreasonable. We do the same job. Well, why should he get all the pay? I mean, have you ever thought about the way I live at home? Not, I'm delighted to say, for a single second. <laughs> yes, well, maybe you should. I get ten pounds an hour as a man with a van. Well, there's your problem. That's far too cheap. Last time I used one, I paid about 25. Yes, but my van's very old and breaks down a lot, and half the time I'm not there because I'm flying an aircraft for you. The only thing I've got going for me is that I'm cheap. So I live in a horrible attic in a shared house where I'm the only grown-up. All the other five are students at the Agricultural College. I've been there nine years now. That's three generations of students. They pass me on to the next lot like a sort of friendly ghost. Oh, are you living in Parkside Terrace next year? Well, listen, there's a pilot in the attic, but don't worry, he never bothers anyone. I can't afford to go out to buy nice food. I live on toast and pasta. Sometimes for a treat, I have a baked potato. So just... So you know, I'm not asking because I'm greedy. I will think about it. Thank you. Behold, the lemon. <laughs> it's an easy one, Carolyn. You think a seasoned old travelling lemon player like me doesn't know the old air freshener substitution trick? Right, good. You've both hidden it. you both found it. Game over, all right? No, no. We're just starting a rally. Douglas, maybe we of should... Of course. You haven't found it yet, Martin. What? I'll do you a deal. I'll hide it for you. If you find it, you can keep it. Game over. And no new game? No new game. Promise you won't hide it anywhere near or on Nancy. Damn. <laughs> All right. And it'll be in plain sight? Of course. That is the most sacred and fundamental law of the traveling lemon. <laughs> All right. Hello. Uh, uh, you're the woman from Unbeaten Track, aren't you? Yes. Hello. Hello. Uh, we didn't meet properly. I I'm Arthur. I'm the steward and bear expert. Uh, for instance, the sloth bear eats half its own body weight every month. I'm a little busy with these forms. Oh, you should do what I do. Don't do them. <laughs> Listen, I, I was just wondering, are all your experts on your crew, or do you have guest lecturers? Yes. Sometimes. Right, because I just know an awful lot about bears at the moment. Uh, so if you ever need to, you'd borrow me. Well, you'd have to sort it out with Mum, but I'm sure it would be okay. Thank you for your offer. I'll bear that in mind. Bear! Where? 
No, no. He said, bear that in mind. Like a bear. <laughs> oh, I might put that in my lecture. Uh, excuse me, Captain. Uh, yes, hello. Oh, you... You sound different in person. Do I? <laughs> I do not know why. Can I help you? I just wondered if uh, everything was okay. You've been up and down the cabin three times now. Ah, no, all is well. I just... Uh, you haven't by any chance seen... Uh, seen what? A little lemon? What? Nothing, it is no matter. Oh, hello, Captain. Had given you up for lost. Found the lemon yet? No. Oh, dear. Then the revelry continues. Look, Douglas, let's just stop fighting. That's easy for you to say. You started it. Yes, all right. And now I want to finish it. But it hasn't occurred to you, for instance, to say sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I called you unprofessional. Thank you. So we're quits? Nearly. Maybe if... Ladies and gentlemen, First Officer Richardson again. As you know, here at Unbeaten Track, it's our pleasure to provide you with a short talk or anecdote. From one of the crew with particular knowledge of the region. In this case, I'd like to invite Captain Ducref to share with you the enthralling story of how he once encountered a polar bear in the wild and outwitted it, armed only with, if I recall correctly... An egg whisk and a pogo stick. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, your captain. Hello. Well, I don't like to talk about this. But you've agreed to now. We're most honored. So, when did it happen? Uh, when I was in the French Foreign Legion. The regiment famous for being non-Frenchmen. Yes. For me, they made the exception, because I am not entirely French. In fact, I'm half English, more than half, actually. So anyway, we, we were stationed in Alaska. Unusual for a desert regiment. Yes, it was unusual. We wanted to have the element of surprise. Anyway, I saw a polar bear, so I called out to my comrades. What did you call out? Look out, a polar bear. Only you said it in French. Of course I said it in French then. But I did not say it in French now because no one would understand me. But uh, just out of interest, what is polar bear in French? It is, in fact, the same as in English. Really? Polar bear? Yes, it is a word we have borrowed from your language. <laughs> Only, of course, we say bear polar. I see. So you saw the polar bear, you called out, Attention, mes amis, regardez-vous le bear polar. And then what? Then I put the egg whisk into the snowdrift, whisked it up like a blizzard in the bear's face. Then under cover of his confusion, I bounced away on the pogo stick. Thank you, goodbye. Goodness, what a remarkable story. Just goes to show, ladies and gentlemen, truth is stranger than fiction. 
Thanks. Thanks a lot. You, you, you had to do that, didn't you? I just wanted one person, one stranger, to take me seriously as a professional pilot. But you couldn't even allow that. You had to humiliate me, even after I'd said sorry. And now I don't know why I did. If it helps, the cabin address wasn't on for any of that. What? <laughs> no one heard it but you and me. You weren't pressing the mute button and the red light was on. True, but while you were out playing Hunt the Lemon, I switched the LED round. Now the red light comes on when the PA is off. But that would mean it's on now. It is, but now I have got my thumb on the mute button. You absolute... Bears! 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 Polar bears! Look! On the ground! Of all places. <laughs> Excellent. Right, bears. Let's see what you've got. Douglas, I don't think... Douglas, we don't have the altitude. Oh, we've got plenty of altitude. We don't. We're treetop level already. Ah, but you're forgetting no trees in the Arctic. That gives us at least another 30 foot. No, it does Oh, you think you can get away that way, do you, Paddington? No! <laughs> Douglas, you'll stall it. No, I won't. Just sit back and enjoy the ride. I can't enjoy it if you're going to kill us all. Don't exaggerate. Aha! Uh -huh. oh! Let's be you then, Winnie. Douglas, I have control! No, you don't. Ooh, Baloo at ten o'clock. Douglas, please, please, stop! You're gonna kill us all, please! You'll kill us all! Oh, fine. <sighs> Honestly, what a fuss. <sighs> Gentlemen. There you go. We gave them a bit of a show, didn't we? Oh, yes. Sorry, I had to stop, but... They must have got a pretty good eyeful of the bears, didn't they? They mainly weren't looking at the bears. Why ever not? Because they were mainly frozen in terror. Because for some reason, as soon as you started chasing the bears, the cabin address came on. Oh, dear. Now that, I admit, was a bit unprofessional. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for flying with unbeaten track. Goodbye, a female bear is called a sow. Goodbye, madam. Thank you for flying unbeaten track. Goodbye, a grizzly bear can strip a deer's carcass in six minutes. I beg your pardon? A farewell bear facts, madam. Courtesy of unbeaten track. E excuse me, let me through. I need you to stop saying that. It was MJN Air, madam. Remember, any complaints or lawsuits you may have, direct them to MJN Air. Uh, excuse me, Nancy. I've nothing to say to you, Captain. No, well, I have something to say to you. I know I haven't come across as completely professional this trip. Ha! But as it happens, I am professional. I am the most professional pilot I know. It's just... Well, it happens that I fly with a crew who... Well, I'm not blaming them. It's just... They never behave like the crews in the manuals. They don't even behave like the crews in the manuals who are the examples of crews behaving badly. They do things no manuals ever thought of. <laughs> Anyway, I, uh, <clears throat> I just wanted to say I am paid to fly aeroplanes. I do it proudly and I take it seriously. I am absolutely a professional and I don't need you to tell me so. Well, that's a very lovely speech. Very moving. Hmm. Thank you. Do you know what would have made it even better? If you'd given it without a lemon taped to the top of your hat. <laughs> That was Cabin Pressure by Jean Finemore. It stars Stephanie Cole as Carolyn, Roger Alam as Douglas, 
Benedict Cumberbatch as Martin, Jean Finemore as Arthur. It also starred Mel Hudson as Nancy, Kosha Angler as Mrs. Cook, and Juan Bailey as Mr. Peary. The producer was David Tyler, and the program was a positive production for the BBC.